Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Welcome to episode two of The X-Files. Yay, a podcast (laughs) about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm your co-host Janice. And I'm Claire. And today we'll be talking about the no contact rule. And why everyone is talking about it. Yeah, why is everyone talking about it? (laughs) Well, first of all, um, Claire, do you want to maybe say what it is that we mean by no contact? Yeah. So when we're talking about no contact, we are talking about immediately following a breakup, taking some time of not talking. And this could be about a couple months. And the reason for this is, as I like to tell my clients, when you're driving stick shift, if you've ever driven stick shift, oh boy, I mean, Maybe some people won't get this, but for my, for my stick shift people, there's, you know, when you change gears, you put in the clutch and you actually disengage completely from the engine in order to get into a higher gear. So same thing here. You can't go, your brain and your heart can't go directly from being in a relationship and loving someone romantically to being just friends. You need some time to recalibrate and to get into that gear. And so no contact is that time to do it. You can choose whether you reestablish contact when the time is right for you, when you are over them, not when you're lonely one night, but when you are over them. (laughs) No drunk texting. (laughs) And this is also a time for you to focus on your healing journey, which you will be a lot farther along after a couple months of no contact with your ex. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, We'll go into a lot more of kind of the science and the thought behind this, but something that has interested me that I thought we could chat about is why it is that so many coaches and dating experts and relationship experts are emphasizing no contact so much. I think it is interesting the way that we see different trends as far as healthy relationships go. And I would say that no contact is trendy right now. Yeah. Before we get into more of the science behind it and also how you can do it, I did think that it might be kind of fun or important to mention why it is that this has become such a hot topic right now. As a coach, I do find it really interesting to see the different things that trend when it comes to breakup advice and healthy relationship advice. And this is definitely the hot topic right now, for sure, as someone who's been interested in this for a while. And I kind of think that it's in response to what I see as the previous trend in in breakups, which was conscious uncoupling and kind of proving that you can remain friends after a breakup. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw it this way, Claire, but I could see that there was a strong emphasis on this for a few years there. Yeah. And that a lot of people kind of saw it as 
either more mature or more evolved to break up and then stay in each other's lives, even from the get go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as a coach and a friend, I saw a lot of heartbreak and misery (laughs) Um, from people who were trying to do this. And so I think that a lot of coaches and individuals just kind of realized that it just didn't work as well as some people would hope. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so now we're seeing a pushback and a swing to um, more putting yourself first and breaking off the contact in the initial periods before you decide or try to be friends. Yeah. And then the other reason is along those same lines is this works and people know that it works. And so coaches like us want to share it with people. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And so the reason that it works is because of science. Yay, science. (laughs) Go for it. Yeah. When you break up, your brain actually has to rewire itself. And there's various studies on this, but we can link those in our social media and stuff like that. I'm not Mm going to read you a link, (laughs) www.journals. But when you are with someone, you are basically forming an addiction. So each time you see them, each time you're with them, you get a little hit of dopamine. And Mm -hmm. so when you break up, you're not just missing them and their friendship and their companionship, but you're missing the chemicals that are released when you're with them. These are dopamine withdrawals. This is the same mm-hmm. thing that you go through as like a opioid addict or mm-hmm. something like that, someone experiencing that addiction. And so the parts of the brain responsible for pleasure and reward are lit up in the people who have been broken up with against their wishes. And that withdrawal is why you have that intense need to seek out that person, whether it's in person or texting or chronically checking their social media, just unable to to stop playing detective. Someone experiencing drug withdrawals will do anything to get their drug of choice. And that's where you're at. That's your brain. Well, even if you've ended the relationship, I definitely have seen that people still want to keep in touch for the exact same reasons. It's just that they've become so used to it and because of the the dopamine. And um, on both sides, whether you ended it or the other person did, if you've ever felt like you're going crazy after a breakup or you're doing things that are really out of character, like continually texting, like lashing out, like starting fights over text, it's for this reason. Even Mm -hmm. if the contact is negative, it gives you the hit of dopamine. It is hard to understand, but that's how strong the addiction to a person can be. Yeah. Because any interaction is any interaction. Yes. It's a fight. Just reaching out and sending a text that is never responded to, that can even give you a little bit of relief, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why you can do it, even though you know exactly how much it's going to hurt. And yeah, I, I appreciate you jumping in there because I think when you break up with someone you can have the best reasons and still 
have a lot of emotional fallout afterwards and have those moments where you're like, I need to talk to them. I just Mm. don't, you know, like I was so strong and now what's happening to me. Mm. So yeah, as you can imagine, continuing to use a drug or to reach out continues the addiction. So when you're trying to beat an addiction, you can go cold turkey, Uh which is hard. (laughs) or you can wean yourself off and (laughs) I like to uh, help my clients by saying hey let's set some doable goals to wean yourself off so we're gonna go five days without checking in social media end of the five days you can check it that's great Mm -hmm. one look is not going to hurt that progress you still went five days of rewiring your brain then the next time we go six days. And so it helps because there's an end in sight and they know, okay, cool. I'll be able to catch up on everything they've they've done when I cyber stalk them in five days, but your brain is healing. Your pathways are changing and it'll get easier and easier to the point where you don't need to have an end in sight in order to stay, stay true. Well, even with drugs, um, certain drugs, I think that they, you know, doctors help their patients wean off of them because going cold turkey can be so hard. I think also that what you've um, demonstrated is also why it's so important to have accountability and to have um, someone from the outside who you can both talk to about this and who can, like I said, hold you accountable for your your commitment. Oh, so on accountability, what you said about having someone that you talk to is huge. If you just have a goal in mind, your chances of succeeding in that goal is 5%. But if you enlist the help of someone else and you tell them about it, it's 65%. But if you set up recurring meetings, check-ins with that person, like a coach. Yay, coaching. Yeah. It's (laughs) 95% chance of achieving your goal. I I just wanted to share that. I think it's from the Association of Talent Development is their new name. Thank you for the source. It's official. (laughs) And um, Claire and I are always available for anyone who wants to talk about uh, what that actually looks like. Um, Science aside, I just wanted to talk about how habit forming it is to have someone in your life. Um, Regardless of what the thing that you're used to having in your life is, whether it be morning coffee, your afternoon crack, a certain salad every day or a partner, your body gets used to a routine. Even think about, I was just thinking about this yesterday. Consider if you're used to going outside every day and then all of a sudden you're not able to go outside for a number of days. Even if you have all of your other needs met, it would be really hard to go outside at at all for several days. Um, so anything that you're used to doing creates a strong mind body memory that can be really hard to break. I mean, even just the act of physically texting someone that you're in constant contact with your body is going to notice that you're not doing that. And it's, yeah, it it will be hard to do. 
Um, I've noticed that a lot of people try to maintain contact with their ex out of a need for closure and wanting to have conversations with their partner about what happened during the breakdown of the relationship. Even when there were lots of hurt feelings and maybe really bad behavior on one part or both, I've seen a lot of people really want to keep the conversation going. Mm -hmm. And personally, and as a coach and as someone who's gone through it, I think that it's a very misguided reason to stay in touch with someone because after a breakup, this is the time that you need to think about how things felt from your point of view and to give yourself that same closure. You can't really be relying on the other person for that at this stage. It can kind of come off as quite needy when you are constantly reaching out to someone who uh, may not want that contact. On the subject of getting closure, of getting a reason that things happened, it's your choice whether you believe what your partner or ex-partner even says in that circumstance. Mm -hmm. So they can be telling you the absolute truth. This is why I did it. And you can be like, no, that can't be why. And you'll keep coming back and keep coming back because they can't give you closure. Only Mm -hmm. you can give you closure. You know, I know this can come off as harsh to be like, all right, don't be needy. Respect Mm -hmm. yourself. You're like, I know I should be doing this, but it's hard. Like, I get it. (laughs) We've Mm -hmm. all been there. And when you're trying to do something hard, if you're adding shame to the mix of being like, I should have done this, I should do this, I shouldn't be texting him, I shouldn't be checking his social media at 1 a.m. in the morning, like that adds shame. And shame is a terrible motivator. Mm-hmm. Shame actually decreases your chances of doing the thing that you think you should be doing. And so, and why is that, do you think? Um, so, Because when you feel like a, excuse me, shitty human being, Mm -hmm. it's hard to pull yourself out of that hole. (laughs) Your confidence is not in a very good place if you are so full of regret over something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like when we can get into that nosedive, it's hard to pull yourself out because you're like, I've already messed up. Let's keep messing up. Let's let's hit rock bottom. Let's go. Um, (laughs) So maybe there's some uh, scientific reason, um, but that's that's my more metaphorical reason. Um, But what you can do to change that dynamic is instead of using the word should and loading things with shame and preconceptions, say, I could not text him could not check his social media or I want to not text him so much. I want to not check his social media. And it's a totally different stance. You're empowered. You're making choices. You're, you're saying what you want instead of what you should. And this is where a good journal can come in and actually writing some of these things down Mm -hmm. and um, writing out your commitments to yourself. And maybe um, this just came to me, but maybe writing all of the reasons why you don't want to be in touch with this person or why you would prefer that you not text them. You can always go back and look um, and keeping this notebook with you. uh, It it can be a really powerful reminder during a breakup. And this I do know from experience. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. That notebook or even on the, in the notes app on your phone. Be yes. Like, really, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Like I really want to check his social media, but I'm not saying I can't, but first I have to go and read all the reasons yeah. <laughs> that I don't want to. And if I still want to after that, then fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, giving yourself an extra, an extra loop of things that you have to do that might be the thing that stops you and gives you the self-control and empowerment, I think is really, really powerful. I, I agree. Um, I've also seen that some people want to maintain contact out of concern for the other person. This is a thing that I've heard a lot as a coach and as a friend. Yeah. I would say that if this is you, then you really need to examine your motivation for this. It is not only a less than ideal way to begin your new life outside of the relationship, it holds your partner back from their healing journey as well. And nothing good comes out of maintaining contact for this reason. It's going to lead to a lot of confusion and a lot of stalled progress for both of you. It's time to put yourself first because you're no longer in the relationship with this person and for both of you to get used to life apart. Yeah. If staying friends is important, I understand that as well. The best way to do friendship after a breakup is to try and do it after you have experienced life apart and after you've healed from the romantic aspect of the relationship. The healthiest way to have platonic relationships is to clear your system of the romance and the feelings and the sexual chemistry and feelings and then see where you stand uh, as far as the friendship goes. Like a, like a romance detox. Yes. Yeah. And then reevaluate. You might feel different. You might not, but you will have a much greater chance of having a healthy friendship if you've cleared all of that. For both of you, mm-hmm. not just one of you. And I understand like you may be the one person who's actually listening to podcasts and reading books and looking at the inspirational Instagram quotes about how to do breakups the right way. And you may have to be strong for both of you. And you may have to tell your ex, hey, I do really care about you. And I want the best for both of us. And I think that's going to be spending two to three months not talking. Mm -hmm. And and maybe putting that in an email rather than having a conversation about it over the phone or in person. And you can do this in a loving way. I think some people are resistant to it because it kind of comes off harsh. Even the term no contact, you know, there's Mm -hmm. all the consonants in there and it it sounds harsh. Yeah. Um, But there are ways to do it that are going to serve both of your higher purpose and that you can do in in a caring way. And most of all, it's caring for yourself in a very mature and what I think evolved way. So while it sounds harsh, it it doesn't have to be like that. And you are your longest companion. Like Mm. I, you were there at the beginning. You're going to be the one person who's there at the end. There's no one else who can really do this with you. You can have partners along the way, but you are, you are it. Like you are your person. You have to be with yourself for the rest of your life. So you 
can put yourself first. Show up for yourself. Yep. Show up for yourself. Yeah. It's it's not selfish. It's life. And you would hope that your partner would do what was best for them as well, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyways, so there are some things you can do to help no contact do its job. And we're just yeah, gonna so how does this actually off. work? How does this actually work? How do you stick to your guns? Uh, well, you're not guns. <laughs> We're pacifists. Um, yeah. How do you not take any action? <laughs> exactly. How do you do nothing? Um, so step one, exercise. I know there are some people who are going to be like, girl, I will cut you. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> don't tell me to exercise. But if you want to biohack your brain, do a workout because it's literally you are releasing those feel good hormones in your brain. So those same chemicals that are released when you get a cuddle with a man or, mm-hmm. or whoever, like <laughs> for me, it would be a man. You can get those through exercise and yet yeah, it'll be hard to do at first, especially when you're heartbroken and be gentle. You will not be able to go as hard as you usually can, but I give it five minutes, give it 10 minutes. I guarantee you'll start feeling better. You get those endorphins, you'll get the dopamine. It can also be a social activity. You can start branching out, like join a new gym. Um, you could like do, do something like group fitness related. I know it's hard right now with the pandemic, but we are trying to make this an evergreen episode. <laughs> and so, you know, you, you, can still be social with like zoom workouts right now um well and what i recommend in my coaching program is just committing to three walks a week getting outside and walking around the block going walking around your neighborhood Mm -hmm. start with that that's that's easy to do regardless of how you feel or how um fit you feel you can probably at least do that yes exactly just three walks. You're also getting outside, which is really nice. Yes. And we will talk a lot about both of those things, I think, because I'm very passionate about um, walks and nature during breakups. So the next thing you can do is get yourself a breakup trophy. (laughs) Um, I lived in Australia for a number of years. And so I'm a really big fan of a woman named Zoe Foster Blake. And she wrote a book called Breakup Boss. And she does a whole thing about deciding what your trophy will be that you'll get yourself after you successfully go no contact. So it could be, um, for instance, a a new chair for your home office. You could take yourself shopping. You could get yourself a new bed set. Take yourself on a solo road trip. Something that you'll do at the end of maybe the first two weeks of no contact, maybe after a month of no contact, something that you can look forward to and reward yourself for. So the next thing you can do is something with a fancy name, negative reappraisal strategy. But basically this is where you make a list of all the bad things about the relationship. And it may have seemed perfect to you, but I guarantee there are little things you can write down that did bother you. And I also like to remind my clients that if something wasn't good for one person, there's no way 
it was good for both of you. Mm -hmm. So there had to be, there had to be something. And so dig deep and be like, I didn't like how I always had to do the dishes or I didn't like how he couldn't tell when I was mad or something like that. Um, And it could be things that are much worse than that. But I think the people who typically have trouble with this are the ones who are like, it was perfect. I don't know why it ended. How can I write the things that were bad about it? Mm -hmm. Uh, There were. Make a list, girl. Yeah. Make a list. (laughs) Keep it on your phone or keep it with you. And that can also help you stay off the social media too, because like when you feel like checking it, read through that list, read through your reasons you don't want to check and read through the negative parts of the relationship. Um, Because after a relationship ends, we have a tendency as humans across the board to really only remember the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And we have to consciously remind ourselves, hey, it wasn't all perfect. Don't put this person on a pedestal. Yep. Saying goodbye is hard. And so when you're saying goodbye to someone, I think it is easy during that time to think of the good times and how you felt when you were happy. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I've done it for sure. It's really easy to throw out um, memories about the fights and little things that they did that bothered you. And I think that you should include it all on this list. I've done it after every one of my breakups and it can be as big as, you know, the, massive fight that led to this it could be as small as uh one thing that bugged me about the last guy i dated is he like, did not do like laundry very often it, like his own clothes and he'd, like rewear things and it, it bugged me <laughs> like, it was weird yeah. <laughs> i put that on the list yeah so, put it on the list anything yeah so the next thing is let's talk about going full eat pray love mode and getting yourself into a new environment there is a reason why we see characters in breakup movies doing this by changing your environment you make room for your brain to form a new self-identity without the constant triggers Mm -hmm. um claire found this quote by npr psychologist david neal people when they perform a behavior a lot especially in the same environment, same sort of physical setting, outsource the control of the behavior to the environment. He goes on to say that approximately 45% of what we do every day is the same environment and is and is repeated. This is exactly what I was saying earlier about the fact that these are just habits that your mind and body have. Yes. Yeah. It might be hard right now, during coronavirus, and we are not um, advocates for people traveling, we're stay home girls. <laughs> but maybe there's something else that you can do uh, to change your environment. Maybe putting things away that remind you of this person. Like we said, getting outdoors more often, redecorate, rearrange things, yeah. enjoy having your own space, get, some get new creative. <laughs> what? Get some new sheets. <laughs> I agree. (laughs) Get creative and uh, maybe you can use the trip later on for your breakup trophy. Yes. (laughs) It all comes together. It does. Um, The next thing you can do is instead of contacting your ex to tell them how you feel, write a letter 
and don't send it. Don't send it. <laughs> Just tuck it away or extra bonus points if you burn it. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. Safely burning uh, letters. Um, because I think there's something really cathartic in putting your heart on paper, putting it out into the physical world, getting it to leave your brain and be in the world. And he doesn't have to receive it. That act in itself is enough. And then symbolically destroying it with fire. I, I, <laughs> I like that. I like the side of you. It's and, very cathartic. <laughs> and it goes back to um, what we were saying earlier about the closure. Sometimes you feel like there might be things that are unsaid that you yes. want to get out there or you want to zing mm-hmm. them or... Um, maybe you had a disagreement or a fight and you felt like in the heat of the moment, you weren't able to articulate what you wanted to say to the person. Mm -hmm. And you can start the letter out with what I never got to say to you was, and just pour your heart out. And like Claire said, the physical act of the writing, uh, it does wonders as far as getting the closure. Yeah. I was, um, I was a journaling skeptic before, (laughs) you know, a couple years ago. And I have to say, it's really, really helped me with my own breakup and was just incredible. So I highly, highly recommend. Um, It can be very, very helpful. At any stage of the relationship too, Mm -hmm. uh, you might find that um, even after the initial period ends, and I've gone through this, I must have gone a year without talking to one of my exes. And then all of a sudden, some other things were going bad in my life. And I started thinking about him again and wanting to be in touch. And the letter writing was was useful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about how to restrict this person from your phone primarily, which I think is probably what people struggle with yeah. the most, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we're going to just talk about some practical aspects of how to do this. First of all, you can, if you're not ready to delete the number, you can always change the name of this person on your phone. This is very basic breakup advice, but it's also very useful. Yeah, you can say something insulting, you know put a put yeah. a bad name down depending on the breakup you know <laughs> right yeah i mean i've i've done i've done that you can even you could change it just to their initials you could change it to don't answer or no or you could even change it to block just something that will help again with the rewiring mm-hmm. of when you see that you won't be seeing the person's name but maybe yeah. some type of message that will help you avoid a avoid reaching out because it reminds you of your goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can also mute them on social media accounts. If you're not ready to like fully unfollow or fully block, you're like, Hey, you know, maybe in several months we'll be in a better place, but having them pop up when you're not emotionally prepared to see Mm -hmm. something that reminds you Mm -hmm. of them you know, we're already surrounded by enough that's going to remind us of them. We don't need a notification like, oh, this person just posted. You should go have a look. 
Agreed. Like, Thanks, and- Instagram, you jerk. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and a mute. Uh, you can t- turning off the notifications from their text messages mm-hmm. as well is something you can do. Uh, for the same reason, you know, if you're in a good mood and sitting in the middle of your day working, and you're in the initial stages of a breakup, having the ding on the phone and seeing the message come up is really the last thing you need. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a rule with generally negative people in my life that I have the notifications turned off and, you know, check a couple times a day or um, just when I'm more in that headspace. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember with my ex-fiance, I just Facebook being so cruel because I, we changed our relationship status. We went from <laughs> engaged to no longer friends and Facebook has the audacity to suggest that I become friends with him literally every (laughs) time I log in so I eventually was like whatever the button is that's like I'm not interested in this person because if you do eventually become friends again you can go into the search bar and search for them Mm -hmm. you do not need your suggestions so I just wanted to share that that has was actually a thing that happened for me on that on that thread facebook snapchat both have this thing memories i think they call it something different in each place but where they're like hey you posted this five years ago have a look Mm -hmm. and it just pops up and that can be really hard to see pictures from the good times Mm -hmm. you know and so you can disable those before it happens to you um and so you know go in disable those memories you can always re-enable them in the future if you wanted to I think that this is a good idea that um I actually didn't really even think of before um you brought it up Claire and I think this is really good because I do not necessarily think that it is that helpful or very healing at all to go into the social media apps and delete all of the pictures of you and your ex. If you were together a long time, you might have a lot of photographs from mm-hmm. even happy things that you did together and going through and having to delete all of those, I actually think could be harmful during a breakup. And so disabling the memories or somehow preventing the different photos from popping up when you're not expecting Mm it. I I think that's really smart. Yeah. From my five-year relationship, I did go through and archive my Instagram photos that were of like the two of us or featured him. And so for me, I was, you know, I was very sad (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to see them all the time. And so I did want to remove them from my feed, but I did not want to delete them. I have not deleted the photos from like my photo reel in my phone either because there are thousands. Like Mm -hmm. that would be just incredibly, incredibly painful. And so, you know, that was a choice that I made from my breakup, like, you could always get a friend over and have a photo removing party. Mm. You know, I think it'd be good to have companionship during that. Do not do that alone if you do choose to go that way. But that's, that's just what I did. 
you know, it was five years of my life. It was a big part of my life. And so I chose not to delete anything. Um, you can also, if you don't want photos on your phone and maybe there aren't so many to go through, you can make like a Dropbox or a Google drive and put them in there and get them off of your phone. And there's not that like finality of deleting something that was a part of your life, but you won't be like booby trapped with images of them when you're not expecting it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did the Dropbox thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I had gone, I traveled a lot with one of my exes and so found it really sad that I felt like I was deleting some of these memories. And I did, I put everything in a Dropbox folder and I actually don't even know what happened (laughs) to that Dropbox (laughs) folder. Eventually it wasn't a thing for me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This does bring up the issue of restricting and blocking people on social media. Mm -hmm. If you are trying to wean yourself doing the restrictions where you can't necessarily see that one person or the other has posted is a really great way to start. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I do think that blocking is best for the no contact period because it helps you to start go going about using these apps, which you have every right to do with no motivation of whether or not the other person is going to see it, what they are going to think, whether you're going to see something of theirs by accident, whether exactly. a friend's going to comment on something of theirs. So I do think that blocking is best. Um, yeah. But if you need to work yourself up to getting there, I understand that mm-hmm. as well. Especially if your ex is not on board with the no contact train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And you can always undo these things. It's temporary. And ultimately it's for, it's for your higher good and your success on your healing journey. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about distracting yourself and getting your mind on something else in the initial weeks of a breakup. And probably especially now with people feeling more isolated than they normally would sitting at home, being bored and lonely is the opposite of what you need when you're trying to break a habit like a relationship. So it's time for long walks. I want to see people during this time really spoiling themselves, maybe with Netflix binges, takeout dinners, yoga classes, anything that can get your mind off of it and get you doing something that you enjoy a little bit more, you know, like spoil yourself in the same way that you would want someone else to spoil you, which will also reinforce why it's good not to be in the relationship. Give it to yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's that, that cliche date yourself. Right. But the thing is, is that's so true because when we're in a relationship, there is a lot of compromise and we're happy to do it. There's no, you know, a lot of the time we're happy to do it. But when you get to be alone, you get to figure out actually what you like to do and what actually brings you true enjoyment. And you start to learn, okay, this is what it feels like for me to be really enjoying myself. And so when you do start dating again, you can be like, all right, I know what that feeling feels like. I want to make sure that I get that feeling with that person. I do want to just say, like distraction can become a crutch. Like we're not saying Mm -hmm. that you should avoid your feelings or that, um, 
No overdoing it with way. the alcohol. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not... Don't don't numb so much. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have seen some destructive shit <laughs> take yeah. place during yeah. this initial couple weeks to a month with people over drinking, overeating, mm-hmm. um, you know, sleeping around, doing harmful things to to numb. And yeah. I'm I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking more, like I said, more spoiling yourself rather mm-hmm. than numbing yourself, which I I think there's a difference. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, part of what comes with distraction is gaining new experiences and Mm. having an expanded perspective, getting out and doing things, socializing, doing new things, trying new hobbies. What you're doing is you're taking the person that you were and you're forcing her to evolve quicker than she would if she sat at home for the next couple months and then eventually started like going out and when you evolve and you you learn new things and you try new things you're becoming a new person and so you're actually you're not the same person anymore as you were in the relationship and that can really help you get over the relationship because you start to be like i like this person that i'm becoming yes. i really like her and i probably wouldn't have become her if this hadn't happened. I, I love hobbies during a breakup because they are they are a positive way to distract yourself. And hobbies make you an, a more interesting person. And so you're coming out of this with, you know, something new to share with the world. I got really into decoupage after I left my abusive relationship. Yeah. And it, it was so nice. And just all the details of cutting and putting things together um, and I've made things that I also really like to decorate with. So <laughs> I'm all about the hobbies. So when it really comes down to it, what I like to tell my breakup coaching clients and what I want to tell the listeners is what I think is the easiest way to make a decision about getting in touch with an ex is to think about how you want to feel later on and how this action is going to make you feel a week from now and to always keep your dignity in mind if you think how if you think about how this is going to reflect on you combined with how you will feel about it that can sometimes be really good motivation to make a quote right <laughs> decision about no contact i like to tell my clients to think about the person they want to be in the future mm-hmm. and then make decisions based on who who would what what would she do like what would this amazing higher self like awesome independent like incredible woman who's following all her hopes and dreams mm-hmm. and is killing it what would she do <laughs> yes yeah what mm-hmm. what story do you want her to tell about how she handled her breakup And yeah, just getting outside yourself a little bit, not dissociating, but yeah, absolutely. Just being a little bit more future conscious. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, that's our take on no contact, what it's about, how to do it, why to do it. And we really hope that this was helpful to you. We know that it's been helpful to us. It's been helpful with people who we've counseled through this time. If you're having trouble with this or with anything with your breakup, slide 
jump into our DMs. We are Correct. not that cool. We do answer our DMs. Yes, <laughs> we please, are there. Please. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We would love to help you through this time. We'd love to shoot you off some advice if you want to talk to us about, you know, working more regu- regularly. That is so my word. I cannot say that. Regularly. <laughs> I don't know what it is lately, but if you want to speak with us about, um, you know, even working and having some coaching, we can tell you about that. Whatever would be supportive, that is why we're doing this. So we do welcome you to reach out. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Loftus. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice Formicella. Talk soon. Bye.